Welcome back, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Weekly Size of Ham. It is your boy, Hammy. Welcome back to all my ham sammies out there. Um, so, you probably saw from the title, uh, I actually, at the moment, I don't know what I'm going to name this title. Um, but if you're listening right now, this episode, however long it goes, it might be a mini therapy session, kind of. Uh, it's it's going to be about my dad. Um, and I'll get into, you know, what, all the stuff about it or whatever. But uh, I'm, I'm just going to talk about my dad, Chris Hammond, who he, he was awesome. And um, it <laughs> it's going to be a bit of a heavier episode. So... I guess there's not gonna be there's not gonna be any intro or anything, so I guess I'll probably get right into it. So, uh, my dad he had a lot of heart issues and stuff, um, and we actually ended up losing him in October of 2016, I believe it was. And uh, you know, everyone says it, you know, greatest dad in the world. He he was really awesome. He was a great dad. He, you know, no matter what Casey or I did, he, you know, he'd get mad. You know, he could get very loud, <laughs> scary loud. He was, he was a Hammond, of course, so he, he could get very loud. Um, but he was always very supportive. He, he gave us a lot of advice with life that, you know, was very helpful. And I still take into account this day and... I kind of wanted to do a Father's Day episode for it, and like I said, I, it's not an excuse, but I was busy, and, um, you know, Tori and the kids were here on Father's Day, and I didn't want to do it that, but I, I definitely wanted, I, I knew at some point I was going to do an episode like this where I guess you could call it a, a memory or something like that, I don't know, I... I just want to talk about my dad because he was awesome. He was an awesome dad, and you know I, I I always miss him all the time. And yeah, it might be a little bit of a, a uh, self therapy episode. So I just want everyone to know that beforehand that that's what I'm going to be talking about pretty much this entire episode. And uh, you know, if you don't want to listen to it, I understand. Like it's it's a little bit it's sadder. It might it might make you cry, you know. Um, I think you should listen to it because he was awesome, and um, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, you, you might catch me crying a little bit. You might. I'm gonna be a little bit more vulnerable in this, and uh, I just want to kind of show. I guess I shouldn't say that I'm doing. I'm not doing this episode to show that that side of me, but you know, I I just want to talk about him because he was awesome, and you know, I miss him, and I think. I just, it, it's good for me right now that I want to talk about him, and yeah, so that's kind of a quick, brief intro sort of thing, and uh, so just, here we go. So, kind of a backstory on my dad, uh, Christopher John Hammond, uh, him, Casey, and I, we all have the same middle name, John, I don't know why it's necessarily important, but um, he was the middle child of four, five. Let's see, Aunt Momo, Uncle Bob, Dad, Uncle Stephen. So he was 
the middle of four, kind of, you would always joke with my mom about, you know, when we were older, like when we, when we were growing up, you always joke with my mom that, you know, the, the middle child syndrome, no one loved him, stuff like that. And my mom always, you know, you love your kids no matter what. I don't have any kids, so I don't know, but you, you love your kids no matter what. And dad and uh, my mom and pop would always say, you know, they loved him and stuff like that. But dad would always be like, you know, I was a middle child. You didn't care about me, which, you know, I, I could kind of get. <laughs> Not that I didn't care, but like, I feel like. So it was just me and Casey growing up where, like, you know, I had a lot more. I don't want to say restrictions, but a lot more rules I had to follow growing up. Like, I had to wait until a certain age for to be able to do certain things. But then, like, Casey got to do some of those things earlier than I did, and I'd get mad about that, which I could, like, as I'm older now, I get it. Because, like, yeah, as the first, like, me being the first child, you, like, don't, like, you you don't know. Like, it's your first kid. You don't know what the hell is going to happen. You want to make sure that they're safe. And if you, like, after a while, you're like, all right, that was just kind of stupid to be that strict or whatever about them like so mom i'm sorry if i ever did get mad about that um retroactively oh my god i'm blowing shit out holy hell i'm sorry um but yeah so um he was he always would talk about his and mom would always say about his middle child syndrome and he would talk about it too and but you know he he always provided a lot of interesting stories my dad was someone who was always very funny, and I think I might get some of his comedy from it, where he, or the way that I act, I'm definitely my dad, where it's like, as far as cooking, and just shit in general, like I can, dad would latch on to certain things, for sure, uh, he was almost a typical dad, where uh, when I got older, his dad jokes were, uh, he literally had like the Nike Monarchs for mowing the lawn, and dad loved mowing the lawn because he got away from us. He like Casey and I liked mowing the lawn too, but he would refuse because he wanted to sit on his riding mower and uh, he wanted to listen to his music. He'd be singing his music real loud. I can't sing. Dad couldn't sing. That's for damn sure. Dad could not sing for shit. Um, but he just loved doing it, and that was his thing. And it was, he was he was like when you think of your stereotypical like I guess suburban dad or like. Dad, like, dad was that. Uh, he was so perfectly, um, oh, here's a dad joke. And, you know, obviously, you know, yeah, he passed. And you, you think about things differently after he's gone. And like I said, I, I'm going to try not to make this episode sad because I want it to be, like, a celebration of him. He was awesome. He was a great dad. He gave Casey and I so much great advice. He was always supportive. He taught us so many things, but he was so <laughs> typically a dad where he had such terrible dad jokes where like even mom, like Casey and I would be like, dad, that's just, that's so lame. That's awful. Some of the shit he'd say, but even mom like would be like, oh my God, dad, what? He She'd be like, Chris, what that was so stupid. And he loved such dad shows like he was watching blue bloods and uh all the different ncis 
American Pickers, Pawn Stars. Um, basically, think of all the History and Discovery Channel shows. Dad was watching that and like catching up on Discovery, but he was also like watching like he loved all the Marvel movies and. Uh, but it was like I'm like, like sitting watching TV with him, and oh, he was such a typical Philly fan too. Oh my god! And I get it. I definitely get like my sports fandom. Obviously, like being a Philly fan, I got from him. But like the way that I react to my teams, I 100% got from him, without a doubt. It, it's not even debatable because he would be so overreactive on stuff, and I definitely uh, didn't react in the way he did growing up and i i don't even think i really got like i said i don't think i really even got deep deep into sports really until college like i kept up with like i always watched the flyers i always watched the eagles and when i was younger definitely phillies i was never much of a sixers person like basketball and i love college basketball now but um he was like i'm just him overreactive i i scream at the tv dad was would always yell at the tv mom would get so mad at him for yelling at the tv and like they can't hear you and sometimes i like even i would too like i'm such a hypocrite I've, i think i said it here before like i am such a hypocrite sometimes but i just i don't know i can't help it especially when i'm alone like reagan reagan definitely keeps me in check like my mom kept my dad in check sometimes it doesn't always work like sometimes you're just like, what the fuck are you doing, man? Like, God! Um, but I definitely got that from him, for sure. And he was the ultimate instigator. He would, family events, at home, and I definitely got that from him. Casey is even more like that, but me, like, I definitely, recently, I just, I just throw in some comments to start shit and just completely remove myself and he would do that all the time because like you know you get around family and they start talking about politics or religion and shit like that dad would always be like just oh let me throw in this comment and uh yeah i'm done that's it and uh that's it i'll just back out and no issue there he was very good casey's much better at it because casey's the best at getting underneath my skin and so was dad. Dad, oh, one of the things dad used to do to me all the time, and it wasn't necessarily getting under my skin. Well, I, he, well yeah, he got under my skin. And all dads get under your skin. But he was so good, and I don't know why, because later in life I thought so many of his jokes and stuff were so lame. But when I was younger, you ever, like, find something funny? Or find something that people find funny. And you're like, oh, I'm going to fucking beat this to death until no one finds it funny. Dad was kind of like that. But to a point where he figured out that I was very much... Uh, what's the word? Not in tune. Very much likely to do a spit take, basically. Where, like... In the middle of dinner, I'd be in the middle of drinking some milk, and he'd say something that made me lose it. And I would spit it all over Casey, all over the food in the middle, and everyone would lose their shit. Mom would not lose it, but she'd be like, the hell? Casey wouldn't have a meltdown. And I'd just be choking, dying over there. Um, 
It was always so funny. Like, even though I'm, like, dying, choking on milk at, like, 10 or 11 years old, I'm just like, Dad, stop doing this. And he'd just keep doing it. And it, it was purely for his own entertainment. Uh, his own entertainment, sorry. And I totally get it now because I do the same shit. Like, I do so much that only I find funny. It's similar to what I said on the last episode where, like, I just laugh at myself and I make myself laugh so much. And he was, he just said the same shit where he was like, this is going to make me laugh, so I'm going to do it. It might, it might piss off my wife and my kids and whoever else, but I'm going to laugh and I'll just deal with the consequences later. And <laughs> I definitely get that where I will 100% do something to uh, make myself laugh where it pisses Reagan off. And I'm like, man, well, oh well. <laughs> or pisses other people off and I'm just like, I thought it was hilarious. I don't know what's wrong with you guys. You guys just got to chill. Um, also, as far as sports were concerned, like he's a big sports guy. He he taught me so much. I, I was, I'm such a stubborn person, and I was such such a stubborn child. He, <laughs> I'm, I was an annoying little shit basically. Which I, if he told me that. I would have been like, uh, yeah, uh, now I guess I would have, I definitely agree. I probably wouldn't agree then. I was so, to, to criticism, whether it was not even sports, like he would, it definitely helped a lot, but he was one of those dads that was like, you're going to do some summer homework and you can't do anything until you're done your summer homework. I don't know if mom was necessarily as in on that because dad was always kind of in charge of it, I feel like. But I was not someone that liked uh, criticism, whether it was constructive or not. And I would lose my shit as a kid. Whether it was like uh, this writing piece you did, there's this, this, and this wrong. And still, still I hate it. Like I'll send my mom my resume or I'll send Reagan some paper that I wrote. And she'll say, hey, you need to fix this and this. And I'm like... Uh, what are you talking about? It was actually perfect. What the hell is wrong with you? I don't even know why I sent it to you. You're completely wrong. I I don't necessarily take criticism well. I never did. Never have. Probably never will. And if I want to grow with the podcast and be big and money, I'm going to have to live with it because there's going to be haters. But if you got haters, you got fans. Something like that. Um, but yeah, I, oh my God. I remember so many times in the summer. Like, it wasn't anything crazy. It was just, like, him preparing me for, like, fractions before I did fractions. Like, it was all, it wasn't, none of it was past elementary school where we did that. And I got his reason. He just kind of went in and make things easier for us. Um, but it was like, God damn. Let me just have my goddamn summer. <laughs> let me enjoy my shit. Uh, there's plenty, and... And uh, I don't know if this is advice or whatever. For anyone who's like lost someone, obviously, like I like I said, I might get emotional. I don't, I don't think I'm gonna get emotional. I'm I, I love talking about Dad. I love talking about him. He was awesome, and uh, I think it's healthy to do it. Um, you know, you might feel weird talking about stuff that like, you know, they they passed. Whether it's you know. A close friend, uh, your dad, your mom, your 
uh, aunt, uncle, grandfather, grandmother, whatever it is, like, don't feel like <laughs> there are some things you like. No one's perfect. Like I have always said, Hannah Montana taught me that at a young age. Like, there's some things you probably hated. I there was plenty of things that I hated about. Not hate. I, I guess hate's a strong word. Hate is on disliked. There was plenty of things Dad did that I was like, Jesus, Dad, can, come on. When in the moment, I hated the homework over the summer. His uh, dad jokes were awful. They were never that great. Although the one that I've carried over is uh, who. If you don't know this one, uh, definitely tell it to people who you don't think know it. I think this was. It probably wasn't a uh, Chris Hammond original, but as far as I'm concerned, it is. Uh, why did Tigger stick his head in the toilet? Uh, not toilet. Toilet. Why did Tigger stick his head in the toilet? Now, Tigger, of course, is the tiger. Uh, he spells his name T-I-double-G-U-R uh, from Winnie the Pooh. And the punchline is because he was looking for poo. Obviously, that's an innuendo for he was looking for poop. But he was looking for Winnie the Pooh. And it's very funny. I still laugh at it to this day. I don't, I, I, I'm pretty sure the first time I heard that joke was from him. But he was the king of corny jokes, and he was also, uh, I think the one thing, so there's a couple things that, um, like I said, it's, it's okay to feel emotions. There's a couple things that, like, upset me about it, where he died, he had his heart conditions, I don't know if I said that, like, he had his heart conditions, and... I don't know if it was his doctor or dad wasn't paying attention. Like, he was supposed to be on fluid restrictions. And, you know, I, I definitely got my um, taste for... Like, I don't like sweets. And dad never liked sweets. I, I like salty stuff, like pretzels and stuff. And I definitely got that from dad. And he, of course, because he had heart conditions, high blood pressure or whatever, he should not have been doing that. He should have been on fluid restrictions. And whether his doctor didn't tell him that or he just wasn't paying attention... Uh, eventually, like, his heart gave out, and I, I just want people to know, like, you gotta deal with your emotions, how they come, like, you can't, like, emotions, you, you can't control them, like, you can kind of, how do I want to say this, you can take the punches as they roll, basically, because you can't make yourself feel a certain way. And um, maybe right away and even soon after, I, I talked to my mom about this before. You know, I was mad after dad passed. I, w I was mad at him. And it wasn't his fault. Like, uh, he probably could have done things uh, when we were, I think I, when the first time we went to the hospital for his heart stuff, I was 12. Something like that. I was in high school. I think 7th grade. And uh, we spent Christmas with him in the hospital. Or we spent Christmas Eve. Whatever. Um, where, like, it, it could have been a wake-up call then. And uh, it, it wasn't. He didn't really change things that probably should have been changed. Whether, you know, people didn't tell him that he needed to change things. Or whatever it was. I, I don't really know. Like, I wasn't as into the medical field as I am now. Obviously, I'm in nursing school, and I'm almost done, and I know what different shit means. Um, 
so like he was when he passed like he had a wake up a real wake up call like he realized like i gotta change shit um and i got a message from him before where he was like i'm gonna do everything i can to make sure i can see uh, my grandchildren and like you know be there for my grandchildren um and dad would have been like the greatest grandpa pop pop up whatever we would have ended up calling him in the world because dad loved kids he really did he would it was <laughs> it was embarrassing sometimes where he'd do an elmo voice in public to little kids or talk to little kid like babies and whatever and be like dad like leave him alone and but you know what i mean that's me now like not maybe as much, but, um, you know, I was, I was mad for a little bit and that's okay. Like you can't make yourself not feel things. Um, again, like I said, this is going to be a little bit more of a, like I was mad at him and, um, you know, he, he was after his wake up call earlier that summer, you know, they, they had put him in, I think he was in a medically, medically induced coma and like, I think he thought he was gone because he was concerned about other shit. Um, he was walking every day. He was strict on his fluids. He was, he was doing great. He was doing everything he needed to do, but his heart was just, it was worn out. It, it didn't have anything left. Um, and you know what? Like I said, I, I was mad. I was very mad at him. Um, he, because he was doing everything right. And I thought he should have been doing things earlier. And I felt like... I felt like I couldn't say things. Like I felt like I couldn't tell him that. Like, I'm his kid. Like... He was supposed to teach me about the world. And, like, I was in the middle of nursing school and I I was learning about stuff. And I was like, well, Dad should probably be doing some of these things that he's not doing. And, you know, maybe maybe even for a little bit, I might have blamed myself for not saying anything. And, um, I don't know. I just let, let yourself feel things, uh, anyone who's listening. But don't let... Just don't let yourself feel guilty. Because as much as you may feel like you could have done things, sometimes you can't. Like Sometimes it's tough. Um, that's why I really love, uh, and I think I've become even more passionate about nursing since. Like, you know, some people might prejudge some of the patients that I have for why they're in there, whether it's like, you know, substance abuse or shit like that. Um, but people can change. Um, <laughs> I'm kind of falling, going off off the track here. Um, but you know, just don't don't be afraid to talk to someone that you know. No matter what the issue is, it, it doesn't actually have to be like like my like dad wasn't like it wasn't a substance abuse thing. It was just he had a bad heart. Yeah, I think he actually had diabetes and didn't check his blood sugar, didn't take insulin, shit like that. And it was, it was a multitude of things where it just ended up where, you know, his heart kind of gave up. He, he got the wake-up call, and it was too late. 
Um, and I think if you think, you know, someone might need that, and I thought dad might have needed it earlier, and do you sometimes think I maybe could have saved him a couple of years or saved him whatever it is? Um, sure, definitely. Especially once I started nursing school. Um, but don't, don't blame yourself for shit. Like, um, it's, it's, it's always tough. Um, and, I, and that's why I've, I've definitely, I, I've talked to people before and talked to people recently where, you know, I might've thought about shifting, not shifting my career, but like, I, I want to still graduate and everything. I still want to get my nursing license, but, um, my aunt Connie, she works in like pharmaceuticals and I can make a lot of money probably selling pharmaceuticals. I get along with people well and, um, and I thought about, you know, shit's expensive and maybe I want to do that. But, you know, honestly, the as shitty as days in the hospital can be and as shitty as some nurses I work with, not nurses, not all nurses, eh, nurses, techs that I'm getting a report from, whatever, and as shitty as things can be, like, there's no situation I'm going to be in that's perfect. And I don't necessarily like... Uh, quote unquote big pharma because I feel like it has ruined plenty of lives in uh, America and other shit um, I was just thinking about money shit's expensive but I, the, the pure joy like as awful as some days are I shouldn't even say awful as annoying and frustrating as some days are the joy I get from taking care of some of these people and seeing them get better and eventually leaving. Like, there's nothing more rewarding than it. And I'm sure, so that, that summer when I eventually, when my dad, they, they put him in like, again, like I don't remember if he was in a medically induced coma or whatever, when I eventually came home and saw him like, with the tube, like the, the breathing tube in his mouth, I think it was ventilator or whatever, and it wasn't, he would like kind of open his eyes and seeing like when I was home, I saw him like take that out and he would talk to us, like seeing that progress was amazing. And the one patient that I had that was in withdrawal from alcohol, and like she has just gotten better over the past two days. Like, I, I think the reward emotionally from seeing people's progress and like i'm on a med search for like it's not even critical care like just like there's we have people and not even this hospital other hospital jobs even in clinical like seeing people who are there for so long and it seems like why don't they leave and yeah you can get annoyed with them and they might call out a lot you might get annoyed it's just so rewarding to finally be like, like I said before, I get, I tell everyone, not everyone, but I, most people that like, I'm like, hey, I am coming back tomorrow or I'll be back in a couple of days. I hope I don't see you. Like one patient recently was like, well, that sounds kind of rude. And I was like, no, I understand. It, it does sound kind of rude, but if I don't see you next time I come back, it means you're better. It means you're healthy and you're out of the hospital because no one likes to be in the hospital. And like I said, I just want to make people smile. I kind of divert off like dad. Um, 
But like it's just. I don't know. It, it's so rewarding. No matter how um, stressful or busy days are. Like the other day, I was so busy. Like I didn't have to do anything crazy. I wasn't in rooms for a long time, uh, changing them or cleaning them up. Like people were just calling out, and um, I don't know. I just love putting smiles on people's faces, and I I hope that. That's what people get out of this podcast. Like I, I think I've said it multiple times. I just want to make people smile. Um, but again, like back to dad, and like, yeah, he like he was doing all the things right before he, uh, you know, passed. And again, that's why I'm I was mad. Like I said, it, it don't feel bad about being mad. Um, you know, he because uh, like I said, he was doing the things to go into the right direction, but his heart just, it didn't have anything left. Um, and I, and I'm over that, but I, and I finally like expressed it. Um, but yeah, that was great. And I think the one thing that really gets to me, and especially after Father's Day passing, like I, this is one of the things where I feel like I'm similar with dad where like we like it'd be his birthday or father's day like his birthday all he ever wanted was turkey casserole from my mom his mom and that's all he ever wanted and he was always concerned with like whatever people wanted he always wanted everyone else to be happy like even even on his birthday or father's day he'd be like where do you want to go for dinner and he'd be like well wherever everyone else wants to go or not even on Father's Day or his birthday. He'd be like, where does everyone else want to go? That's all he was concerned about. He just wanted, he was a people pleaser. And, you know, he was great at that. And um, I think the thing that sometimes upsets me a lot and, and probably, probably makes me cry. Um, I don't, I don't want to cry on the podcast. Um was like i said he like no matter what like strangers whoever it was like little kids he was always um just so great with kids and i think that's why i i got that from him where i i love kids i love interacting with kids i can't wait to have kids i can't wait to have grandchildren and i think dad would have been obviously no offense. No, fuck that. No, whatever. Dad would have been the greatest granddad in the entire world. He would have, like... He probably would have retired early or something and had no issue just, like, basically being... Like, like doing daycare for um, my kids. And like I said, one of the th- last messages... I got from him as far as text was like he's gonna do everything he can to be there for um, his grandkids, like not just mine, Casey's of course, and um, <laughs> it's one of the things I remember a lot. And I, I wish, like I said, I, I was mad for a while. Um, not not really mad, like he. Um, So when when I finally came back from school after he passed, 
I, I don't think anyone else wanted to see him. Like we all agreed that um, he he would want to. He didn't want to be like buried in a um, a casket or whatever. I I think he had said it was before he he wanted what was best for my mom, and he also wanted what was best for my mom and pop. And he, so we did that. We are, we cremated dad. Uh, I'm sorry. We cremated dad. And, but we also did the whole thing at the church for mama and pop. Which we knew that meant a lot to them and everything. <laughs> but. Um, Dad was just always kind of a people pleaser. Which, you know, it, it can be. Uh, by the way, I did take a bit of a pause. I think. I know I did, I said it before, like, I might get emotional, and I, like, I kind of needed it, I, I just want to talk about him, because he was awesome, um, dad was always a people pleaser, he would always put everyone ahead of himself, um, he always wanted the best for everyone, whether, no matter who, honestly, that could be a bit of a dick, like I said, no matter, you know, just because people have passed doesn't mean you always have to look at them in the most positive way. Dad could be a dick. Dad had some road rage. Um, <laughs> some of the most ridiculous road rage in the world. Um, that's why mom usually drove. <laughs> because dad would freak out over nothing. And yeah, that's me. And it uh, transferred to me for sure. Um, but yeah, like I was saying, he... It's one of it's definitely one of the things that I have thought of a lot. Where you know, mom, I I, I told you what this is going to be about. And if you're listening, you know, it, you're going to be an amazing grandmother, mom. You're going to be a great grandma. You're going to be awesome. You're gonna, you're going to love your grandkids no matter what. I don't. I know. I know you said it yourself. Like, <laughs> whatever. But you're going to be amazing. You are. Because you were an amazing, you were an amazing mom. But once, like kids and marriage and stuff came into my life, where um, I just knew Dad was gonna, Dad would have been, Dad would have been the grandpa that would be like, "Here you go, kids. Like here's three hundred dollars for no reason," and I'd be like. What the fuck, Dad? It was like pulling teeth to get you to buy a fucking soda or some shit. <laughs> like, <coughs> I mean, maybe not. Maybe like not saying Dad was cheap. Uh, he was uh, financially efficient, but he, he would have been one of those. Like, I. Uh, this is a little bit taboo with Bill Cosby, but I think Bill Cosby had a bit on it of like, you know, his his dad wouldn't give him nothing, and the grandkids come around, and he's like, here's a hundred dollars. Like, 
Dad would 100%. Dad would have done... Dad would have moved mountains for his grandkids. And I think that's what sometimes upsets me the most. And again, Mom, I want you to know, you are going to be a great grandmother. Like, you're going to be amazing. And I love you. It's and I, I You've agreed with me before. Like, Dad, it's just... I don't know. He just had his way with things. Um, and, yeah, I've just... I've been thinking about Dad a lot lately. And... Uh, I wanted to do kind of almost a <laughs> self-therapy session, I guess. And it didn't end up as, I guess, emotional as I thought. I, I cried a little bit. I, I gave a little bit of a pause. But for anyone out there, I know, I guess I kind of got a little bit serious the past couple of episodes. Whatever. I don't care. You know... It's okay to feel things. It's okay to maybe be mad at people who have passed for you're not doing what they need to do or whatever you want. Like you got to deal with shit in your own way. Um, but also remember, like I said, just be a good person. Um, I, I love, 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 love. I want everyone to know, friends, family, people I don't even know who listen to this podcast. I want you to know I truly love you guys. I really do. I appreciate the support. I love hearing back from you. Um, it's awesome. Uh, the fact that, you know, <laughs> you're hearing me, you're, you listen to my dumbass talk about it. Like, I, I got serious this week with just some dumb shit I talk about. Like, I my sports podcast with Ian, Hoagies and Pierogies, he told me about how he listened to... Uh, like my most recent episode where I was like, I, I rambled about some bullshit. I like I said, I'm I'm an honest person. It was some random shit, and I've talked about some random shit and some bullshit where I'm like, ah, well, I could have been better. But uh, I appreciate the support. Um, I appreciate you listening to this whole episode. If you listen to the whole thing, um, because you know my dad was really a big part. He was always a big. He drove so many miles so early for hockey he was always there at swimming as much as i even told him like swimming is so fucking boring you don't need to be here he was always center ice middle of the pool like I, I, when i got older he was like there was no other parents there but dad for hockey practice practice see i'm just fucking, uh there was no one else no other parents there for hockey practice Maybe a couple. I was like 16. Dad saved for the whole thing. And yeah, he drove me there. Or I I drove or whatever. No matter what, he was still there. And I told him. I think I told him before. I was like, I, I want you there. Because you know, as much as I like ignored his criticism, I eventually listened to it. Because <laughs> someone else told me the same thing. And he'd be like, what the fuck, saying? Like, I've been telling you this shit for years. And someone else told you it. And it finally clicks. And yeah, I, yeah, I was a stubborn bitch. Like dad was. I'm sure mama and pop or all of his brothers and sisters or all of his brothers and Aunt Momo, his sister, would say dad was a stubborn son of a bitch. And I, that's where I got it from. Um, but he, he was just a great dad. I, I, like I said, I wish he could be around to see his grand. I know he's watching down. It's the only, um, whatever. Uh, it, I know he's watching, and I know he is proud, 
and all I want to do is make him proud. And, uh, you know, th- this whole podcast, honestly, not just this episode, this whole podcast and everything I've been doing lately, Dad, it's, it's dedicated to you. Um, I hope you're watching, and I just want you to know I love you, I miss you, and uh, um, no matter what, <laughs> Casey and I fuck up, but uh, we're definitely trying our best. I love you, Dad. And I love all of you that listened. I appreciate you. I love you. Um, thank you very much. Peace.